Welcome back to the Hour Time Show, the show that never ends. This is The Watch Show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And you are awesome for being here. You are the best dressed listener we've had all week. Thank you so much for joining us. These are very kind words. Apologies for missing a few episodes, a combination of some travel stuff, some work stuff. I was complimenting the listener, not you, but you're welcome too. What? <laughs> you See, are the I'm best already dressed a... Nicholas we've had all week. Awesome. Well, that is true. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Look, it's been a very dumb, dumb week at work. So, oh, never mind that. What's on your wrist? Uh, I just have the Apple Watch because I was doing some jogging earlier this morning and haven't taken it off. So it's an Apple Watch day. Uh, I did read recently that there may be a a redesign of the Apple Watch. I don't know if we could briefly touch on that. Okay. I will say I am largely satisfied with the Apple Watch. As I've said, as a watch, eh, it wouldn't be my first choice. But as like a fitness thing, uh, I think it uh, I think it does a pretty good job, you know, for cycling and jogging and so on and so forth. Uh, I think it's a pretty decent, you know. I mean, the things that people want out of it, it seems to do pretty well. It, it just, the only complaint people have is the have to charge all the time problem. Yeah, that's you just that's the world we live in. You got to charge it all the time. It so is. But in terms of it detecting atrial fibrillation, people tend to be pretty happy happy when it detects that, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of telling you that you're getting enough exercise to meet your goals, it's pretty happy. You know, people yeah people doing workouts or exercise and it detecting what kind of a workout you're doing. I I am sufficiently impressed. Yes. It's uh, that didn't exist ten years ago. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at the rendered. It kind of looks like I don't know if people know what the iPad, like Air or the Pro, just, like newer Apple devices, kind of like a flat edge mm-hmm. uh, to it. Uh, it looks now. Am I going to go out and spend you know four or five hundred dollars on a slightly different looking <laughs> Apple Watch? Probably not. But uh, the one that I have, I have the Series Four, the 2018 model. Again, as I've said in the past. Uh, I like it. I would endorse having an Apple Watch, whatever one fits into your budget. Yeah. So I have a Series 6 and I don't wear it all the time. Yeah. What I think would make me wear it more often is if it had health sensors that could tell me more more vectors than they currently can. For example, I would like continuous glucose monitoring. Okay. Now, I am not diabetic, but I am very interested in understanding how what I eat changes my blood sugar. And and being able to to get a handle on maybe adjusting my diet so that I, I sort of smooth that out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think that would be that sounds reasonable. Uh, is that possible? Could that can they do that? Did we have this conversation? We they've been researching it for years, and I presume when Apple researches something for years, it generally means they think they can do it, as opposed to yeah, they're pouring all this energy into it and then abandon it. Uh, the Apple Car. How long have they been allegedly working on that? I guess I don't know. I mean, cars are. Cars are a much more complex. Pro- I mean, cars are a product where you have three thousand pieces minimum. Do you think we'll see the Apple Car, and then we can get to watches? I, I don't know. I or- mean, I uh, the the question is. I mean, there are a couple of options, right? And options are going with an existing manufacturer's platform. Yes. Right. And they they are rumored to have tried doing something like that where they, they were approaching BMW to work with BMW's i3 platform. And I think Hyundai as well. And Hyundai uh, as well. And yeah. the other option is, is going to, is, is doing the contract manufacturer deal where they go to a, a company that produces platforms for many different vehicles and 
contracting them to produce one of their own design. Is there a TSMC of cars? There is. Really? Yep. I, I believe you. I don't know. I, I know less than zero about uh, the automobile <laughs> yeah, industry. Yeah, there is. And, and you know, it would work out okay, but it is a long road, yeah. as you might imagine. Yeah. All right. So that's what I'm wearing, Apple Watch. What do you got on today? Uh, I have taken a day off of wearing a watch. The, the watch I wore most recently okay. is a, a CYMA, C-Y-M-A, Swiss brand, uh, at one point owned by Synchron. I think it's currently a Swatch Group brand. It, it was a gold and steel Day-Date. And, you know, I, I don't always wear a steel and gold Day-Date. This one was on a, <laughs> uh, a Speedel alligator strap. That's but when I do... interesting watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Where are you going? Well, I was wearing it while I was rock climbing, if you can imagine. Because okay, I am I that level of classy. <laughs> I've never gone rock climbing, but I'm not, I don't know. I bring the steel and gold day date for rock climbing. Yeah, I know. I mean, why not, I guess? Because I'm awesome. Because it's, because it's, it's out there, you know? You'll get a lot of looks. Not so many. As, as Biggs will tell you, people aren't looking at your wrist. No, that, that I know. That, that I do <laughs> But, you know, it's a, it's a nice little watch. It's a good watch. The, the thing that I've found that it bothers me about it, and I, I see this on other watches, is I like the crown to be positioned about centered vertically, centered horizontally um, on, the, uh, on, on the side of the case. Okay. And because of the way the day-date movement from Swatch Group, from ETA, is made, it, it tends to position the crown lower, further away from the dial. And so it's it just doesn't look right from the side, hmm. and I am picking. You'll have like to give that. me a, a pic so I can put it in the show notes. I like will the, do your that. exact model. I will, so folks can see. So folks can see just how badly I've matched the strap to the watch. <laughs> well, what's your what's your uh, what's your ranting on here? I'm trying to search. There's like too many. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll send it. It's it's a, a white dial with Roman numerals on it, kind of thing. It's a nice little watch. All right. Have you bought any? I feel like we haven't spoken in a few weeks. Have you bought any watches? Have you bought in? Have you got any watches? Have recently? you bought any watches there, lad? No, I, I have uh, bought nothing in. Uh, I've sold a couple things. Uh, I've well sold. Done. I mean, junk. I mean, it's that's yeah. funny. I went to the shipping store. The guy's like, "Are these watches worth more than a hundred dollars?" And I laughed. I was like, "No, no, this is just literal <laughs> <Sadly>. junk. <laughs> this is like a fifty dollar piece of yeah came in a, in a, a cereal box. It might as well have <laughs> so." I, I've been purchasing parts. Okay. I've been buying up uh, little pieces and parts to make projects. So I, I bought a couple of cases. I paid for a case today. So we okay. will see. All right. That's fun too. Arguably yeah. more fun than just buying one off, off the shelf, so to speak. Possibly. Possibly. We will see. Well, there was one watch I wanted to bring up, and I think this may spring into some some additional conversation. We shall see. Hmm. Uh, a couple new models from – now, again, I don't know how to pronounce this company. Norquain is that Norquain Norquain yeah uh, announced uh, maybe literally yesterday which would have been Thursday August nineteenth mm-hmm. a uh, couple handsome models there's one that's uh, the one I like is the white dial bracelets it's it's not a meteorite I don't even know what you would call that but it's it's some sort of texture there I kind of I think I gravitate toward textured dials I've noticed recently yeah uh, maybe that's maybe it's like a there's mistake, definitely a thing there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like a, like a dial texture. Uh, I don't know. They look neat to me. I have nothing really, nothing so, beyond them. Like folks should take a look at them because they look cool. We were talking about in-house tip. movements not that long ago. Yes. And so Tudor 
as a stake in this this Kinesi factory that uh, makes the movements that Tudor uses, and those movements are largely based on uh, you know they're they're derived from the thirty one thirty five style movement more or less. Yes, they are um, movements that are shared that are used in Breitling and Cartier. Yes, and also Norquain. And it it could be fair to say that they are Tudor's in house movement because it it. Tudor owns the stake in them, and, and so therefore it's in-house. Sure. Norquain also makes the claim that they are an in-house movement. Oh, how do you... And when pressed on it, they will tell you that they think the term implies exclusivity and that this movement is exclusive to them. And uh, <clears throat> cough, also, Breitling, cough, and <laughs> Cartier, cough. But um, it's, it's really interesting to me how Tudor and Breitling and Cartier are, are basically using the same movement that this little micro brand gets to use, which speaks volumes about how this, this brand is connected, right? They, they know people in order to be able to pull that off. Yeah. Well, yeah. A, a, yes. Uh, I, I guess my, I feel like, you know, someone who ostensibly writes professionally, I feel like words, <laughs> words, words should mean things. things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, silly. We're, we're, we're in a post meaning society. Don't you know? I mean, that's, that's words actually don't. true. Uh, <laughs> words mean Whatever, Maybe whatever, it's, whatever. It's the last guy insists they be. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm fine with that too. I don't care that much. But uh, like, they're like, it's in house ish, ish. I, I mean, maybe. I guess it's. I don't know. Again, this is not exactly first world. This is first world. First world problem, I suppose. Is it in house? Is it not? Uh, why? Why? Why the? Uh, why the song and dance? I don't know. I don't get it. Well, I mean, they're right to be very proud. Yeah. If if you had access to something that only Tudor, Breitling, and Cartier had access to, yes, you'd be proud of it too, right? That is, it's an exclusive club, and those are good it's, brands, and yeah, yeah. So, so God oh, you didn't make them. it, bro. No, no, <laughs> they did not. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's that's different. Then uh, I I don't know, a little weird. Again, not a big yeah. deal, but eh, weird enough, right? It's it's not. I mean, if you were to, I don't know. To me, uh, I don't, I don't know if. I, yeah, I wasn't on that episode. To me, in house it means like they developed it. They they made it. You know, Victor Watch Company made this movement. Uh, and if you're going to call it in house, made it's within the same it. ownership, right? It's not bought in and it's not contracted yes. out. It's it's you have the capabilities to both design and manufacture this thing. It's not that you bought it at the store. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I bought this these pair of sneakers at the store. Oh, I made them. It's like, well, you bought them. <laughs> like Ro- Rolex. For years, people have called Rolex in house, but Rolex wasn't really in house until the early two thousands. Yeah, their, their no. movements were made by a company called Egler, and Egler made movements for Rolex and made movements for Gruen, and they were exclusive. You know, they made the design that was exclusive to Rolex, and they wouldn't share that with anyone else. But Rolex didn't own Egler. Until they bought them in like 2004. Interesting. Isn't that why you can get pretty decent Rolex uh, replicas? Because their movements were no. maybe not quite off the shelf? Or- no. Not really. I mean, the the, the replica, the, the movement replica stuff didn't happen until much later. Okay. I'm mistaken there. Yeah. I can admit when I'm wrong. I am wrong. Yeah. No, the, the, the replica movement thing is only in the past, let's say, about... 10 years, nine years. Interesting. Uh, I'm looking at a well-known replica site now. 
Get off of there. You don't need to be on uh, there. No, dude, I just sold a bunch of I'm not trying to buy. <laughs> Get off of there. Let me spend $500 on a fake watch. No. Mm, let me not do that. No, anyway, you don't need to do times. that. I mean, I, I am I am a scavenger. I'm buying up used parts, but but don't don't. Did buy I tell the story? Of the, I don't think I told the story. Of the, I went to a dermatologist about a month ago. Oh, no one wants to talk ago. about that. No, it was fine. It was just uh, it was not a, a big thing. But he had on a Panerai. He had a Panerai. I was like, there's no. So I asked, I was like, oh, what type of watch are you wearing? And he's like, oh, it's fake. It's from, uh, and he mentioned one of the site names. And I just started laughing. I was like, wow, my doctor has a fake watch. Well, I mean, okay, kudos for admitting right away so that there's no attempt to deceive. Yes. But, but, wow. Which one was it now? It was, it was just very, it was very funny. No, I, I went to a neurologist once. Uh, for a pain problem, and the he had on a Daytona. Okay, and I asked him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I bought that in Dubai." I was like, "Oh," he says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a watch person, and and I have a number of things that I pick up in Dubai." I'm like, "Interesting, got it." So being a neurologist is not shabby. Are they harder to buy in Dubai? To me, Dubai implies exclusivity, and like you need to be a zillionaire. Well, I mean, I, I would think that they would be easier to buy in Dubai. I would. I, I imagine that purchasing a Rolex in Dubai would There's be easier. More of them than in uh, Manhattan. I don't know. Probably, actually. A hard call, but maybe. Yeah. No. This was also more than ten years ago. So, as we know, the market has changed about how Rolex distributes and how they do the sales now. But do they uh, even sell watches anymore? Is uh, it not, just like an ethereal I mean, kind of? They're maybe. an idea, Rolex. I mean, I, I I have seen the new models out there, so I know that they do. They have sold some. Boy. I saw lines when they were first announced. People were lining up at the stores. Wild. I don't know. Anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. No one wants to talk about that. But Oris. Yes, Oris. Who I think we've said in the past, we like Oris generally. I like a good Oris watch. Yeah. I've had, a f- uh, well, uh, on loan, I've had, I think, two. Really? That's That's one more than I have. I had the this was this was in the fall last fall I had yeah. the oh god what is their diver it was the first one did, with the did Calibre you have the uh, the Aquas yes or Aquas that was it uh, and then I also had the Roberto Clemente which I liked a lot actually yeah uh, so those are the two I've used so you had the Caliber four hundred yes that's an awesome movement and that is an in house movement yes yeah, speaking of they took yes. five years to develop that thing. Which is, it sounds like a lot, but that is a very abbreviated time to develop a movement. That is a short period of time. That is a double barrel movement with with a huge power reserve. Yes. And a 10-year service life. Like normally watches, you know, some people will tell you you need to get them serviced every three years. Some people can stretch that to five, whatever. 10 years from the manufacturer is a long time. I can't. I can't think of anything you could buy today, any product with like a ten year. Yeah, that's like saying ten year oil change for your car. It's just bonkers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really is, and nuts. So they make that. the The watch we're talking about now is the Oris Diver sixty five with uh, collaboration with Hodinkee. Yes, and. Diver 65 watches are, are normally 40 millimeter or 42 millimeter. Yes. And I think there's a 36 millimeter in there somewhere that exists. 
And this one is an all new size. It's a 38. 38, yeah. Which is wild. They made a case just for this Hodenki collaboration, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. The dial is forest green. Yeah. It is powered by the Caliber 400. Now, this is a move that Oris told me about a few months ago. They said that they were planning on on bringing the Caliber 400 to the Diver 65 line. And they're doing this because they, they see it as attainable luxury. Uh, I would that that see talk about phrases and words having meaning. I would agree with that uh, use that right there. Yeah, attainable luxury. Well, so the Diver sixty five is classically somewhere around like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred yeah. in pricing, maybe even nineteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. With the Caliber four hundred, with it in this size and in the Hodinky collaboration wheelhouse, how much are they charging for this thing? Do you know? Uh, Often, I don't know. I'm uh, ballpark. Just guess. Are they just going to double the price? Just, let's just double it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like three grand something. I will say, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes as well, the the, the page on the Hodinkee site, the photography, uh, I I quite like it. I don't know who did it or who... Uh, well, they didn't show a profile of the, the watch at all. You can't see the crown side. You have to actually go through the buy site and then you can find it. Uh, yeah, $3,800. Aha, right. There you go. That's a lot for a watch that was formerly fifteen, much more affordable, and and of course it's got their their fancy movement in it. But but wow, that's a big jump. That's a big jump. Uh, but I mean, you're paying. I mean, we you know you're paying for the Hod- man. That's the Hodinkee brand is like it adds a adds a premium, I guess. Yeah, I sure. Know, people like Hodinkee. They're definitely the the big guy in town, so to speak. And it's a nice watch. I like the green. Uh, I don't have many green dials. Do you watches. like the green? Yeah, I, you. I don't it, mind it. I would be more into blue or black. Dude, I'm not spending four thousand dollars on this. So let's be clear. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can appreciate the photos I'm looking at. Yeah. Mm. No, this looks. This is a. Uh, you know, I have no major problems with this particular. If, piece. if you sh- if you see the the profile shot where you can see the crown from the side, I feel like the crown is too low on the side of the case. If you look at the older version with the Eta movement, the crown is centered on the side of the case, and I like it. And this is a byproduct of using the Caliber 400. For whatever reason, the Caliber 400 has the crown sit lower from the dial, and I'm not convinced. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying. Uh, hmm. I know. It's, it's a personal awkward thing about me, but, but you know, some, there, there are people – there are nerds of all stripes in this thing, right? There are people oh, sure. who, if the, if the crown has a signature or an icon on the side, they want the crown when it screws down to be pointing oriented up. And, you know, if it doesn't, oh, oh my God. Oh, are really crown. that neurotic? Yes. <laughs> yes, there are. I mean, oh, of course there are. God. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the no date. Where where are you? Have we discussed? Have we had a big debate on date, no date? Date versus uh, no date. Um, I go either way. I like the symmetry of no date. I feel like yeah. there's a place for a date. Now, I, I generally don't need a date watch unless I'm doing like a GMT and I really want to have the date because I don't know which side of the, the 24-hour period I am. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, – you know, if I'm traveling and I get disoriented about what day it is, I, I want to have it for that. But for for just general day to day wear, I probably don't need the date. Yeah, like like you, I'm not super you know precious about date versus no date. But I I, I did want to. I feel like in the comments of of a lot of watch art, I feel like no date is really 
the choice among enthusiasts who comment on watch websites. I feel like they hate dates. Well, it, it breaks up the symmetry a little bit, and then you end up with the problem where the the dial has grown to be a bigger size than the movement, so the date is now kind of inboard awkwardly of where the rest of the markers are. Um, you you end up with a bunch of different reasons why it doesn't work. And then, God forbid, you make a no-date watch, but you use a movement that is normally set up for a date, and so now you've got oh, a, we've talked what about we call that. a ghost date position. Yep, the ghost date. Yeah. So it's uh, – there are a bunch of – Here's the problem with manufacturing. Unless you're making your own movement or reworking existing movement, there are compromises. There just are. And you you have to figure out which of those you're willing to accept and which ones you're willing to pay to work around. And it's it's not exactly easy even though everyone thinks it should be because you have to make like – 25 different choices. Yeah. And if you make 25 different choices wrong, you end up with a recipe that looks like terrible goo. Right? Uh yes. So so it's it's uh you know about having a singular vision for what a thing should be and then trying to adhere to it, but at the same time, how do you do that without copying someone else entirely or or being influenced by them entirely? And so it's yeah, kind of hard. If if you mess it up, you end up with something like the undone Astro Boy, which to me is an abomination. And I like Astro Boy, but my God, you've got a dial that's completely unreadable. I'm unfamiliar with that. It launched the other day. It's a brand new watch. Um, oh, I missed that. Um, undone yeah. did oh, another God. licensing deal and they did Astro Boy. <laughs> Can you repeat that for me? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Tell me again. I said, oh God. I, with, with vigor. You said it with vigor. You said, oh God. You yeah, looked it up and is... you were horrified. And I love that reaction. <laughs> This is yeah. You can't say that twice. Uh, oh, yeah. No, this is this. Uh, I would not. Uh, I'll put a link in the show. This is a dumb yeah. Look. So they <laughs> they they took a chronograph style watch. They put Astro Boy's head in in the nine o'clock sub register, and then they splashed some graph paper all over it because eighties and because prototype this? plans, and it's just unreadable. It's impossible. Who's buying this? Well, Astro Boy fans, don't you know? Uh, it's five hundred dollars, which feels a little expensive for for something. Uh, it's five hundred dollars of Astro Boy. Come on, <laughs> I guess, dude. Cut that in half, and I, I still, I, I still wouldn't buy no. it. But not, not for any price, if you ask me. I would sooner buy that Budweiser thing that we were talking about a couple months ago. I mean, I that? would, I would go with the Unimatic SpongeBob if I over this. I don't know. Let me look real quick. Probably. Oh, uh, you're going to be horrified again, maybe. There are a couple variations. I don't know which one you're going to find. Yeah. Listeners, you can play along at home and also look these things up and be equally horrified. Uh, that's not nearly as bad, the See? one that I'm looking at right now. Thank you. But but then, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I a SpongeBob fan? And am I a $1,000 SpongeBob fan? I don't, I didn't mind SpongeBob back in the day uh, i actually thought it was pretty clever i think a lot of the rocco guys worked on spongebob if i'm not mistaken thousand hmm. dollars worth of spongebob no i mean no 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 not maybe you know not this year maybe <laughs> <laughs> check check back in three years maybe right uh i just want to uh go back to that hodinky oris uh it's already on a wait list so oh yeah they sold the out opportunity they sold out because it was announced it was just a few days ago yeah it, it took a long time to sell it. It didn't sell out immediately. It was more like a day and a half. A Tuesday it was announced. Which 17th. is for Hodinkee sales, kind of like, that's long. But uh, no, don't yeah, worry. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to get one eventually when someone else sells theirs for a great markup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel dumb. I should have just 
forty-five hundred, something like that. Flip it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. So the, that Oris, uh, I think we like it. Definitely Generally. like the size. 38 millimeter feels like a good size for that Aorus. And, and it starts to reverse the trend of the big 43 millimeter stuff. Yes, which we have talked about in the past. Yes. Just big watch. Yeah, I, I do want to, again, shout out the photography on the site. I don't know who did it. Is this, it, it feels like film. It, it does feel very 70s with a little bit of film look to it. Yeah, I don't know if that's, if is that a Photoshop or did they actually, I, I imagine be it's probably shot with real film. Yes, I was going to say that. It, it may have been, I was looking somewhere that, is, is film coming back? I don't know. I shot with film in 2009 for a few months. <laughs> I, a real hipster. I shot with a like twin it. lens reflex camera in, in uh, film in 2009. And it was the biggest pain to get developed. You know who put me on film, of all people, uh, the comedian Louis C.K. He had a blog many years you, ago. And this is before pe- before uh, he became a weirdo. But yeah. he had a blog a million years ago, and he had a uh, – what did he have? Uh, some, I, some fancy film camera. And I was like, you know what? I can't afford that. Yeah, I had, I had a Mamiya C330 twin lens reflex, and I sold it. And I bought a, I've got a Pentax K1000 that I've had for a thousand years, which is a, how long have I had that thing? 35 years now? No, 25 years. And, uh, oh, he had a Leica. That's right. Yeah. He, he had some black and white Leica. Yeah. Well, the Leica, um, rangefinder camera is pretty awesome. The, yeah. the Pentax is cool because it's, it's so simple. There's nothing automated on it. The only thing it's got is a battery to run a light meter and that's it. Okay. I mean, that's it doesn't, cool. it, it's manual so wind, it's manual focus, it's, it's total roots down, you manage everything. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely very appealing to me uh, a decade. And it's, I'm looking at it now, it's like, I could, no, I cannot get back into photography. I don't have. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just getting stuff developed is annoying now. Yeah, there was a place I used to go. It was on, I think, 23rd, getting very local here on 23rd Street in Manhattan. A uh, pretty cool place. I would get the film. And I was not taking pictures of anything. Like, I wasn't going places. It was just like around my neighborhood. Uh, but uh, I don't even know if that place exists anymore. No. Uh, probably like, I'm not I mean, sure is, where I would drop off film to get it developed at this point. Like, if I lived in, let's pick a random town uh, Decatur, Illinois. Decatur, Illinois. I've actually been to Decatur. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I was there for a wedding. Uh, the The family lived in, or the, the family worked for uh, what's that big company there? That like Archer Midland Daniels? Or yes, something? exactly. That, uh, yes, Archer Daniels Midland. Yeah, yeah, that company. Uh, Decatur was not a very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Decatur, if you don't know, is the big city compared to neighboring Shelbyville. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have the pleasure it's of spending a time in Shelbyville. Big city. Oh, Shelbyville. Yes. I was at the McDonald's in Decatur. It was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, not a fun small place. town. I'm sure it's fine. Look, nice people, et cetera. It, but it, like, it, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not trying to be some like New York, like, oh, if it's not the Upper West Side, it's like, no, that's not me. That's so uh, <laughs> but no, it was a little, I felt a little, as a Puerto Rican man, I felt a little Were you out of stand place? outy. <laughs> You're a little out of place, huh? I was a little out of place, but okay. that's fine. Whatever. All right. Let's talk one more watch. Can we talk one more watch? We got time. Scurfa. Don't know them. (laughs) I'm going to have to Google it. S-C-U-R-F-A. Look it up. Learning in real time. Yes. So Scurfa are a husband and wife team that make watches, uh, primarily quartz watches. 
in the okay. UK. They are divers, and so all of their watches are dive-tested because they've actually dove with them. Okay. They released one that has this interesting dial texture, sort of a, a honeycomb-like textured thing to it. Uh, I think I'm looking at the it hexagon. now. Yeah. The yes. indices are ovals. The hands are, are, are ra- rounded rectangles or ovals. The um, bezel is ceramic. It's it's on sort of a five-link style bracelet, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But not exactly Jubilee style. It's It's got a chunky kind of bezel-y thing to it's it. Some, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the best thing I can say is if it's as if a dive watch and a Nautilus had a baby. It's kind of naughty by nature. <laughs> is that the whole... I, yeah, I'm on the page now. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't mind this watch at all. This looks comes nice. with a white dial, comes with a blue dial. Um, it's I pretty like sweet. all these colors, actually. Yeah. I thought you might be hip to the dial texture. Yes, I like the texture. Yeah, yeah. Honeycomb is, yeah, that's that's what the word I would have used. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like the white, I like the blue, I like the... Yeah, I like all of these, actually. I'm it's uh, buy them all. 368 UK pounds or Great British pounds. So and nice. that's about 500 bucks, more or less. Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is, uh, this is cool. I like this. Good. Well, thank you, Victor. You're uh, welcome. See, I thought maybe, of you. you know. <laughs> uh, like I said, I just sold a bunch of watches. So I'm not, not in the market eee, at the look moment. At that. Yes, you are. You just sold a bunch of watches. <laughs> but maybe, uh, yeah, this is nice. You could do that. You could totally wear that. I think you could pull it off if you must know. I like that it's British too. I kind of, for I was a huge Anglophile. For, what is the if it's British, it's better. What is that? I don't know. To me, it is a it is a snobby snobbery thing. Uh, I don't know. I I really for a long time exclusively read like the Guardian and like the Telegraph and like only listened to like British politics podcasts. And I watched <sighs> a lot of soccer too, so that was my kind of like uh, entryway to this world of anglophile media and such yeah uh so i uh yeah that kind of nice yeah, see this is nice okay all right cool. well we should wrap it up this all is right. the hour time show we will be back next week presuming nothing colossal or catastrophic happens yeah we're gonna do it right i intend to but we okay. shall see I'll, I'll take that intention so i'm victor marks i'm nicholas de Leon. And uh, we hope you come back next week. We will be back. Thank you for listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.